Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Turan Knows Best. I am your host, Ashley Turan, and today's special guest is a good friend of mine, and I also like to think of her as a brand manager. She's been helping me a lot throughout this whole process, so give it up for my good friend, Leslie. Hey, Leslie. Hey, everyone. Hi. This is actually my first podcast. I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm so honored. I'm really... (laughs) I'm really honored that like you're having me in your podcast physically next to each other but you know yeah yeah this is the first podcast I do that I'm actually following social distancing so we are doing this through zoom so this is a first for me and for you as well but uh Mm -hmm. Leslie and I for you guys that don't know we've been friends for some time now and we actually vent to each other a lot. I find myself like always telling her, oh my God, like, did you hear about this? And uh, usually we'll be talking about things that we see like on social media. And I feel like I could talk to Leslie for hours. So I thought she was the perfect person to come on this episode with to talk about how to treat people. She's one of the kindest people I know. And we also, I feel like we think alike. Do you agree, Leslie? Sometimes, you know, maybe not exactly all the time, but. I do agree. I think it's the earth sign in us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I do. So, Leslie, let me ask you, um, what do you usually see more of on your social media feed? And, you know, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, what's your feed look like? Basically anything. And I feel like the way that the algorithm works is that it caters to your likes. Right. So whatever I like, it's just going to bring more of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, since we're in this world of politics and news and we have to literally know what's going on every single day that's kind of like what my feed has been looking like my feed looks kind of like cnn and fox yeah (laughs) everyone wants to be in the know you know they want to know everything that's happening and i and and i get that because i do want to be in the know and you know like i don't know ashley like how, how does your algorithm and like your in feed looks like Yeah, so I want to say that we more or less are seeing the same things. Um, I see a lot of uh, the political side of Twitter. Twitter's more of like my social media app that I use the most. And Mm -hmm. there, people are more opinionated. Instagram, I guess they they share other people's opinions with other people's uh, posts and videos. But Twitter's more like, here's my opinion. I'm going to say it out loud. And... I think social media is very beneficial in the way that we learn so much information. But with that being said, what bothers me the the most about what's on my feed is seeing the way that people are speaking to each other. I feel like we find something something wrong in 2020, like every day. Like it's yeah. nonstop negativity. And in a time like this, that all this is going on, I really think that we should change the way that we speak to each other, especially on social media, since we're all social distancing and mm-hmm. we're all really speaking to each other uh, through the internet. It's really sad to see the way that we're using it. I you know? agree. I feel like there is a lot of hostility and defensiveness when it comes to what's going on which I have to understand that there's a reason for it. Like there's Mm -hmm. a reason why people are upset about certain situations, certain things that are, that's going on in the world, especially in a time where we're very vulnerable and we don't know what's going to happen in the next month or even at the end of the year. Like, so I do understand. I also do want to point out that 
a lot of people are just trying to learn. So if let's say you see someone reposting something and that's fake news in their head, their pop their intentions is probably not to spread fake news. Maybe in their head, they think they're doing something good because they're reposting it and sharing it. They're they're just like, let me just share with my followers because this is something that everybody else needs to see. We really do need to kind of fact check a lot of things. Yeah. And fact checking and um, just the way that people are sharing this information and the way that they're reacting to it. Quick example, like the hydroxychloroquine is that, I think that's how you pronounce it. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that video, um, for those of you that don't know that video, there was this doctor. I honestly, I can't even remember where she was from right now. I don't know if you remember, but I don't, I don't, I, but I, I do recall the video that was being circulated that Instagram automatically um, pinned it as fake news. Yeah. And, you know, before Instagram got to that, and this video is basically saying that hydroxychloroquine is the cure to COVID-19 and um, other um, zinc. Zinc um, and then one more. Something else. But it was a lot of claims that this doctor was saying. She was saying that you don't need mask anymore, that we have a Yeah. Cure. I listened to the whole thing, but if I felt like it was a lot more like emotion in it that I was just focused on like her being so like, people don't need to die and I was like oh my god so um this video it was interesting to hear but obviously I'm no doctor so I didn't know if what she was saying was actually uh true or not so um of course as social media usually does people get into their sides we have one side that says oh my gosh um are you guys hearing this they're they're keeping this from us they're keeping the cure then we have the other side that is saying you idiots and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and i'm seeing this and i'm seeing both sides argue with each other and we're all just trying to learn here we're all on the same boat coronavirus is new to everyone here so we're all on the same boat trying to learn something new and instead of trying to educate each other with kindness we're yelling at each other we're not helping each other out at all so think about it this way if someone was in person with me talking to me about something and I'm trying to get to understand what they're saying and they're yelling at me with anger I'm not gonna listen to that why am I gonna listen to you yelling at me like why is that going to help me learn anything you know Mm -hmm. if you're not going to teach me with kindness and actually make sure I understand I don't think that's the way that anyone should be talking to each other if they really care about making a difference in this world as they say like oh we want to see 2021 better and um, everything all butterflies and rainbows it starts with us that's I think that's super important that if If we expect other people to change, if we expect the world to change, it really starts with us. And we don't know how much of an effect we have on other people. We don't know what's going on in other people's personal lives. And especially now during a time like this, where being quarantined and social distancing, like people are feeling a lot more alone now than ever. And for people like me who don't even have a job right now, and I'm in my house all day, every day, not seeing anyone, it could get tough a little too so I feel like it's not easy for um people who who might even have it worse than me too like this is definitely the time to consider um other people's mental health state right now so just be nicer this is a very bad time for all of us it's super bad I I never thought that I would have to 
work remotely. I'm I'm lucky enough to even still be working. And that's something that I'm holding on to because there's a lot of people that are in a way worse situation than I am. But even then, taking your days off is like a mandatory, especially when you're working from home. You really do need to disconnect yourself and completely just try to do other things, which is kind of hard because you're home all day, but try to disconnect yourself from work. But it gets really, it's really been hard. I've done it all. I've painted. I've went skating. Like, you kind of run out of things to do. I don't know about you, Ashley, but I'm kind of just, like, every day, I'm like, okay, like, what else can I do? Like, Well, at least you're getting into new things, like you said, painting and all that. Um, Would you consider that to be, like, your way of, I guess, acting in self-care? Is that a way that you kind of give time to yourself? What's your idea of self-care? To be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be honest with you I really hope my co-workers did not hear this <laughs> okay I have okay I want to let you guys know that I am really big on self-care but at the same time I'm only freaking human and I'm gonna have my days where I would have a meeting at 10 and I'll roll out of bed at 9 55 to just start working <laughs> Which is like the worst thing you could ever do. Like the ideal thing to do, especially working from home, which is I would include it as self-care, getting up early, very early, like maybe two hours, an hour before you initially start working. Mm-hmm. You can, you make your bed. That's the main thing to make your bed because it's kind of, it's like an, an initiations to, to start off your day well. You make your bed. You brush your teeth, you wash your face, you make breakfast, you journal or meditate. You could even stretch too, especially since you're always sitting down. I'm always sitting down on my desk, so I need to stretch, do yoga. But I would love to do that every day and be consistent with it. I'm only human. I do it, to be honest. I try to do it every day. But I just feel like it's important to have a routine because then things start to get very repetitive. And then things start to get very, I said routine and then repetitive at the same time. Routine in terms of like doing different things, but just keeping your mind busy. So what happens, yeah, what happens to me a lot is that I have my moments where I wake up and I really don't want to do anything. Like I have like a low energy that I just watch TV all day and I'm working on my computer in my bed, which is also the worst thing you could do also. (laughs) But Ashley, I know that you told me you're unemployed and you talked about it on your podcast. I know it's yeah. different with me, with me since I'm actually working from home. I, I kind of am a little busy throughout the day. But what do you do in terms of self-care? How are you dealing with it during this time? Well, I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't make my fucking bed. I don't know the last time I did that, to be honest. I'm telling you, making your bed, yeah. at, at least tomorrow, it makes or breaks your day I don't know yeah, if it's like, like it gets the day going for you I guess like it gets the day started for sure I like that well I definitely don't do that but um mm. one thing I have been doing during this quarantine I've been cooking a lot more and and yeah and I'm telling you like I've said this before to people but I used to never cook like it was it was only if I really needed to and it was like rice and beans you know like (laughs) typical hispanic stuff but now i'm actually like in the kitchen and that's the best 
Yeah, but now I'm actually like in the kitchen and I'm cooking it up. And I guess I've been um, doing that for the most part in uh, in terms of, you know, not having anything to do during quarantine. But I do have to say that I have also been working on my mental health in the sense of really asking myself questions. Before, I was just very used to going to work, going to the gym, occasionally and then coming back home but now it's more like okay I don't have a job and that's really what made me happy before like working constantly and I'm like okay well what what makes me happy now so it was really just getting to know myself in in a more um in-depth way like like why do I um why do I treat people this way or why do I judge certain people and just changing my mentality a lot of um, self-reflection, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I've really tried to just be more self-aware, like really question things that I do. And this is something that I feel like I didn't really have the time to do before. Well, not the time, but I guess the focus just wasn't there because before I was just focusing on going to work and, and getting the job done. But, you know. Even, even one thing I want to point out, even going out on weekends, Oh That's yeah, the main distraction that everyone had. Like we yes, one hundred percent. Winwood, Brickle, downtown, like anywhere, just so that I feel like we kind of obviously we're young. We want to go out, drink with our friends, have fun, and all that stuff. But a part of us, we don't want to sit at home and be with our thoughts. And that's a lot of things that we all do as human beings, because that's kind of like the only way to survive. We were to fixate on every thought and everything that we've done and why we do things. And and we were just like, just be there all the time, thinking, thinking, thinking will drive ourselves crazy. I just feel like now that since we don't have a choice, we're obligated to do that. It's kind of, it's kind of like resurfacing up. So uh, what I like to call, I I like to call that the trauma chest. So Us as humans, we obviously, when something traumatic happens or something bad happens to us, our brain automatically puts it in a box and puts it away, called the trauma chest. Mm -hmm. So when we're unpacking it up and, you know, something happens that triggers the thought of something traumatic that happened to you before, that kind of, the chest opens up and then you start to feel things and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, I have all these feelings. And I feel like that that's been happening to a lot of us, especially in quarantine. It's a process to heal. Yeah, I could see what you're saying. And I definitely feel like, um, you know, you're getting to know yourself throughout this process. And this, uh, sure. this trauma chest that you speak of, I've never actually <laughs> heard of that term. But, you know, like, I feel like everyone has one of those. That's so true. Like, we all kind of oh, have something that I, we just... I, I, stick in that chest i have no worse i make a, I, I have a, um my coworker, katie mm-hmm. i hope she listens to this. She, <laughs> i got that word from her because she's a very big advocate about therapy and mental health and i remember like we we're just talking about something and she's just like wow i kind of just don't want to open my trauma chest right now like she'll she'll make it like as a joke and I'm like, yeah, let's not unpack that. Or we're kind of like, oh my God, I forgot about that because that wasn't hidden in my trauma chest. And it's kind of like this joke, which is kind of true. We kind of don't remember things because the way that our brains is wired, we pack things away because honestly, that's the only way that we'll be able to survive. And that's the beauty of the brain. 
The beauty of the brain. I like that. The beauty of the brain, literally. <laughs> yeah, I had to get to know my trauma chest. I don't know if I want to like keep it locked up <laughs> or open it and maybe <laughs> reassess oh, my thoughts. <laughs> okay, so Leslie, I wanted to ask you, um, you recently got into therapy and you told me a little bit about it, but what I want to know is what are the benefits of seeing a therapist and what have you learned so far while in therapy? Okay, so obviously I went to therapy for my own personal reasons. I went because I do want to learn how to be be emotionally intelligent. I want to build a better self-esteem for myself. It's more of like a personal growth journey that I'm going through, especially a lot that I've reflected these past couple of months. And it's something that I've always thought about doing, but obviously with everything else, you want to put it in the back burner. You're just like, whatever, you know, when it comes, when it comes, when it comes. But now, you know, the perfect time to start going to therapy is right now, you know? So I have only been there for like a month and a half and it's been eye-opening, overwhelming. It's a lot. I can't put one word to it because it's just every session is just different. And I got pretty lucky. I found um, my therapist online. I only had a picture to judge her and like her bio. And to be honest, when I saw her, I was like, she looks nice. Okay, I think I could open up to her. Did she remind you of like a family member or something? Or she she just had a nice looking face? Yeah, like como que she's just, she looked like an older sister. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, when I saw her, I was like, okay, like, it's just a picture, but I was, it's kind of like online dating. You just have to trust it. <laughs> so we're, I'm doing teletherapy with her. So that means I'm doing video calls with her, obviously due to COVID, which I kind of don't mind. If we weren't going through COVID, I would still do teletherapy, to be honest with you. It's just more convenient and easier for me. I kind of just didn't want to go in person, but Anyways, so my, when I first spoke to her, I mentioned that I started journaling and she just gave me a list of questions for me to ponder on. And I was like, oh my God, this lady is from heaven. (laughs) I don't know. And it's the way that, I don't know, like I got really lucky with her. I'm like super blessed because I know a lot of people have gone through different therapists and it's literally... They've just had the worst luck. So I'm really blessed to have had the first person that I chose to, you know, open myself every detail of your life if you want to get better, you know? And it's not like I deal with a lot of problems. Like I I personally don't think that I'm a depressed or anxious person. I have normal anxiety like everyone else. But there are a few things that I wanted to work on myself especially when it comes to emotional intelligence I've learned and reflected a lot that a lot of my decisions that I've done was based on like emotions and not not being able to regulate it not being able to confront someone or I'll 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 tell you guys now like I have a fear of confrontation and that this it's and, and like me talking about it I'm already getting anxious it's insane how I'm so scared to tell someone that they did me wrong. Like I should have every right to tell someone that they did me wrong, have a conversation, fix the issue. But instead I just like ignore them. Like what I already know, that's how people are and you just have to accept them and move on. So 
she she kind of told me that we associate confrontation as a negative thing that's why we get very anxious about it because we think that there's going to be repercussions when it comes to confronting someone Mm -hmm. so you think if you confront someone it's going to end in a fight so you as a person you don't want to fight already so you kind of rather just avoid it but then you deep down inside you're kind of hurt because you're like wow like I should have stood up for myself but instead confrontation is a healthy thing because you're there you're fixing the problem and obviously it's how you confront the person you could just have a conversation like hey can I talk to you and the person could just easily say hey look I'm sorry I didn't mean to hurt you that way I feel like it also um it's like overcoming the anxiety of it as well because me like I feel like first confronting someone about an issue I had is so scary and and, you know my anxiety is just through the roof Mm -hmm. um so I feel like it's probably uh just overcoming that anxiety but I like that your um therapist was able to kind of tell you explain more on that because that's actually a problem that I think a lot of people have I know I have that problem for sure yeah it's it's interesting to hear and I had mentioned with I had mentioned to her I'm like I just don't like problems and obviously no one likes problems if you like problems you have a problem but (laughs) at the end of the day we're gonna deal with problems every day so we're gonna have we're gonna need to learn how to confront those problems and be able to communicate them in a healthy way for sure and um going back to you know how you got into therapy as well when you were saying um that you weren't necessarily like depressed or anything but you did take this as an opportunity to you know use it for personal growth and just um do things better I like that you went there because you know you could use some help even though it's not in the way that most people think it would be I think everyone should go to therapy like Love that, that. I think even your parents I, I I feel like especially like my parents are a little older my mom's in her 60s my dad's in his 70s mm-hmm. and they they grew up in a generation where they don't believe in that even telling my mom I was going to therapy she was kind of like why do you need that like you're fine and it's like mom like a lot of parents need to understand especially when it comes to children that it's not a bad thing if your child needs therapy. Like there's a stigma about taking your child to therapy because it automatically makes them think that there's something wrong with their child. Even like with my mom, like I tell her, and I'm like, well, why don't you go to therapy? She's like, I don't need <laughs> you that. You need it, mom. <laughs> She's like, I don't need that. I'm fine. And it's like, okay. Like, and it's the tough love. And I, I told her, I go, mom, you, you, you Hispanics gave me that tough love that get over it kind of like that mentality that I can't cry or like not yeah to toughen you up to toughen me up but in reality that kind of just made me repress all my fucking shit can I curse on your guys yes this is a Tehran fucking knows best fucking podcast (laughs) I'm here like trying to like be proper I'm holding back no I don't I don't know what proper is but I'm here repressing all my shit and like obviously and, and it's so funny because I'm like mom I'm fucked up because of you and she was like she was like for you the me and then like she kind of she kind of just tells me like you're fucked up because of you like parents don't get that I mean like I'm not generalizing but at least my mom doesn't get that like the way that she raised me does affect the way that I do things and the way that I think like your parents are the ones that are supposed to teach you how to deal with your emotions as a child yeah you are supposed to 
teach you how to regulate them, how to deal with people, how to be nice, you know, sharing. You're supposed to share. We're with being people. molded every day by and everyone. In her mind, she's what I, I love my mom. Like she, she means well. And we, after my first therapy session, I told her how I felt and she was very open to it. She's like, you know what? Like I see you talk about it and like you kind of feel good about it and I'm here for you, which that's kind of what I want. I just want th- that support that like, hey, you know, I, I respect your decision to find help. And that's already, already taking those steps to become a better person. I just feel like it shouldn't be a stigma for anyone. And even people that are going through more fucked up shit than I am, it's hard. Like, and I, and I, I really cannot advocate for people that are going through depression or anxiety because I'm not in that headspace. I just feel like it's something that to consider, you know, you need, so, you need someone to talk to that is unbiased and you need right. someone that is gonna give you the tools Therapy can give you the tools to help you change, but you have to change within yourself. Or I can't say change because, you know, in my situation is more change and other people's situation that have real issues. It's more like trying to deal with their problems in a healthier way, at least within my situation and personal growth. It's for me to have the right tools to change into the person that I want to become. And right. that's the only person that I'm advocating is for myself. I want to make it clear. I'm not advocating for people who have deeper issues because that's a whole nother ball game. And I'm not in someone's shoes to tell them how they feel. I think that's why it's important just to stress how important it is to seek a therapist. I mean, I can't speak for it because I haven't seen a therapist myself, but you know, I, I find myself giving advice to a lot of people that, you know, sometimes I consider myself to be, a happy person and so I tend to give advice but I'm I'm not even a professional like I don't know what's really someone else is going through mentally so I think that's important as well and I did want to say too because you were saying um how you know how your mom felt about it I did have a listener actually um Kaylin who wrote in saying that you know when it comes to therapy same thing that you said that a lot of people view therapy as uh, something negative, like, like, okay, I need help. Like there's something wrong with me, but they don't look at it in a way as how helpful it could be. And with this listener, Kaylin, um, she had the same issue as well. Like her parents were against, her parents were against her going to therapy and she was actually, you know, I I don't want to get into too much detail of what she told me, but Mm -hmm. she was in a worse state than you are, you know, you went in there for personal growth, but she went in there because she wanted to feel better. And she got the help that she needed, regardless of what anyone was thinking of her. And she, you know, she was so grateful that she did that. And she didn't listen to anyone else. I think that's very big on her, because it takes a lot of courage to admit that there's that you need help. Yes, I feel like there's this vulnerability, even with me that like I'm getting, I'm getting teary-eyed talking about it, even with, even with me that I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to therapy. I'm going to get better. But then there was this thought of like, okay, this is me reaching out because I need help. And it's kind of like this thing that I had to face that what I'm doing as a person to myself is not helping me. And that right. was kind of a hard thing to face. 
face because I thought that I was doing everything right up to up to this point, you know. So the fact that um, she had she had to come to that realization that she needed help and took the steps to get help super big on her and like yeah amazing that she didn't listen to anyone because it takes a really strong-minded person to how do you say like tunnel vision like okay this is what I need forget what everybody else is telling me you know I need the help and to be honest like I salute her and I hope that this new journey I like to call it a new journey and this new chapter in her life gets her gets her to where she wants to be because bro like I, I, I sound so cliche, but it's even the way that you start to think and you start to get the information that, you're, that your therapist is giving you, it's just, it just changes the way that you think. And honestly, journaling has been very, very beneficial to me because it helps me kind of put my thoughts in paper. When you write it in paper and you face it, it's just very, it's very comforting to see your thoughts in paper because it's like, okay, why am I stressing this if I have no control over this? Like it, it kind of just organizes your thoughts and puts it in paper and it makes you outline what you don't need to worry about. I like that. But that's the, 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 the simplest thing to do is to just do it. <laughs> like there's really nothing Thank else you. that you can yeah, just like Nike, just do it. Like, there's nothing else that you could say. You just have to do it. <laughs> you could even, if you have someone or a friend that is going to therapy, ask for their advice. Like, ask for their experience through therapy. I feel like it's more comfortable for you to know someone that's going to therapy. Right. Or you, like, join therapy. I feel like it's just comforting to know their experience for you to make um yeah like I like that um you know you're very open with me and I think some people are I guess a little embarrassed like I would say don't be shy to to just like let people know hey do you know anything about uh seeing a therapist you know speak about it with your friends don't don't be afraid or embarrassed I would say like just like Leslie saying she she reached out about it and you know do your research and talk to people about it don't be afraid Okay, so we so we got a few questions, but we don't really have time for all of them right now. We could answer just one of them real quick. Okay, so this question that we got said, do you believe in social media breaks? A thousand percent, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I, I Honestly, I do those a lot too. I, okay, so social media is part of what I do, but I am so freaking tired of social media which is ironic because (laughs) I work only on social media but it's just so freaking draining like even I don't know if you do this even replying back to people when they send me like the little emoji to be honest I'm like I'm just gonna like this shit like I just don't feel like having a full-on conversation with someone like it's not even that like I'm being rude or nothing but sometimes you, you have to it takes a lot of effort to engage with someone and even the amount of shit that's being posted you're kind of just get annoyed or like exhausted mentally yeah and especially like we were saying earlier that there's a lot of negative stuff on there too that takes a toll on me i'm like bro i'm so tired of hearing fulanita complain that people won't shut up about such and such like one thing i do believe in too is the mute button 
sometimes I'm like, this person's really negative and I'm going to mute them, but I don't want them to think that I have anything against them. So I'm not going to unfriend them. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew a lot of people only because the way that Instagram works, I sometimes don't see my friend, my close friends post. I only see the same people posting. So I'm like, let me just mute this person because I can't even fucking see my cousin's post. It's really hard. Social media is very addicting. Let me. Tell yeah, you. take as many breaks as you can, guys. Like for real, that that shit. When I when I deleted the app, I don't delete my account, but sometimes I've deleted um the Twitter app mm-hmm. for a little bit, and just to have a few days off from it, it's actually like made me a little happier because I'm not on my phone as much. Same with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely here for social media breaks. I am the queen of breaks. <laughs> All right. Well. I think, I think we're done. That's all we have for today. I want to talk about more lighthearted stuff, even though... You want to talk about what? I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I want to talk about more lighthearted stuff. Yeah, this, this episode was very uh, deep and we got really into (laughs) self-care and mental health. So it was a little, a little serious for the Tyrannos Best podcast. I know. And I feel... I feel like they didn't really get a lot of our laughs and our eating. Shit. I know. I honestly, I, okay, if you guys, the people that listen, if you know me, you know I'm a very, I love to eat shit all the time. But when it comes to stuff like this, I try to be very serious because this is something that everybody needs to be aware of. And it's very important to talk about these things because, like, I'm so glad, like, Ashley did this podcast because I feel like you're having an outlet for people like me or you know other people that can speak about their experiences and hopefully someone else can hear this and for them to change their life and get help and want better things for themselves yeah absolutely that's the goal here I hope that you know I want to be entertaining in this podcast but with episodes like this especially episodes like this I really hope that my listeners are actually taking into consideration all the things that we've said because I really just want to help and make sure that people are, uh, you know, doing like me, because I know best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, thank you, Leslie, so much. It was a pleasure having you on here. And I, we're going to be talking every day anyway, but I hope to have you on my podcast again, talking about more fun stuff, maybe. (laughs) We'll show show the listeners our, our more personal, funny side. For sure. I'll be back, guys. So don't miss me too much. Thank you, Leslie. No problem. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure to subscribe. Again, I know I don't do these episodes weekly, like I've said on my other past episodes before. I don't do these weekly. So if you want to know when the next episode is out, you do need to subscribe. And make sure to like and comment and rate and all that fun stuff. That's going to make me super happy. Please don't forget to do that. Uh, Share it with your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell them to get into therapy. Self-care is important. We're in 2020. Get it together. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.